Welcome to Busy House Happy Home, where you can ask Charlie your home dilemmas and I will help you along with my expert friends so your busy house becomes a happy home. It's season five of Busy House Happy Home. I really hope you enjoy listening. Welcome to a new season of Busy House Happy Home and I am absolutely delighted to be back with this season and starting kicking it off is my dear friend from the other side of the world, California, Theodore Leaf. Theodore, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. So good to see you. It is so, so good to see you. Now, for those listening, I'm going to give you a little bit of a backstory. Theodore has a podcast. You haven't recorded it for a while, so we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, And I was listening to his podcast, and he was talking about so many things that resonated with me. One of those was his Miele vacuum cleaner. And I sent him a message, and I said, oh, my goodness, I just adore your podcast and you. And and he wrote back and basically said the same. And that is how our friendship started. And we have actually met. We've had the pleasure twice this year of meeting in person. Once here in the UK, our house. We'll talk about that later. And on our road trip uh, in California in the summer, I took the whole family. We just literally arrived on your doorstep and, and stayed the night, which was awesome. So it's just gorgeous to have you here. And and yeah back online doing stuff fill us in because you have just moved house oh my gosh have I moved house so much so much I have to just say something to what you just said because it just I felt it so hard I I think that in the online world it's so easy to kind of have these like very um hollow interactions and I find with homemakers that our truest self is actually quite real and quite connected. And because we have so much in common and love so many of the same things, there's so much that we don't have to say. Yes. Off the bat. Exactly. We we don't have to qualify. Yes. We just get it. And you and I have also been doing this long enough to where we're not newbies. This is not, our first time at the rodeo it's not our first stain we're getting out it's not our you know first many things at this point and so when we met I felt like I knew you forever but also coming into your home and meeting your family it all just felt so authentic and like I I was just like oh this is exactly where I want to be right now and I've, I've honestly never met a quote unquote stranger and been more comfortable in my life. And I think that all the people that are homemakers or enthusiasts or people that love the same things that we love, finding that community is just the balm I need in my life because often it's so easy for us all to feel like we're out there alone on a raft. Like I'm the only person that's making chicken stock right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I felt so comfortable when I met you in person. When you came into the kitchen, I tossed you an apron. I gave you a knife and I got you making sandwiches within about 10 minutes of you walking through the front door. And that's that's, you know, 
that's why this is called busy house happy home because you've just got to muck in you've just got to get on with it and you've just got to take us as as you find us it's it's real life at its fullest you know we are homemakers and love like nurturing and having lovely connection having lovely conversation and I think I, I think you and I just connect on a level and it doesn't matter where you are in the world whether you're a man whether you're a woman whether you are in your early 20s your late teens or whether you're in your 70s if you've got that like nurturing instinct and want to make your home lovely then you just have that connection don't you absolutely and I think that there's so many people that are out there in the world that are public that are the nurturees they're not the nurturers, right? So if you're the nurturer, it's so important for you to realize you're not alone. And at the same time, it's so important for you to have people in your life that want to be nurtured, that that are able to receive it, you know? Yes. And it was funny because when we went, so I I have to go into the story because it's just so fun. This is not like, it's so normal for you, but this was just like the best. I I was in the UK for work. And you picked me up. We we had the longest drive of missing exits and, and laughter because all we just wanted to do was gap, 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 gap. Yeah, I wasn't we concentrating were... on where we were going. I was <laughs> no, too busy no, no. chatting to you. No, but actually, no. I'm going to go slightly further back because there was only one day I could see you because of your right. job. Yeah. And you called and said, can we get together? And I said, we can. but we've got this event going on it was our local point to point and that is a horse race in the countryside and it's basically where horses used to race from one point to another point over some jumps and everybody gets together and they have a picnic and they have a lovely day out and I said it's our local point to point the whole family are going to be going with a whole load of friends you're welcome to come and join us but that's the only way I can see you. And you were like, yep, I'm in. And you and you were. And you came and you helped make sandwiches. We got on with a picnic. We had such an awesome day. I, I couldn't have asked for anything better or more authentic to you and I. By the way, you and I have never been to a restaurant. <laughs> like we've never been to any of that. And but because that's, I, I couldn't, I didn't want, I literally, there's not anything else that I would have wanted to do more than put an apron on, jump in, do the things we love and have one of the most epic, authentic local experiences that anyone could ever have just dropping into your town, not knowing a soul. And it's so interesting because making the sandwiches is such a great kind of metaphor for the process because often what we see on Instagram is just that final shot of, you know, looking the, lovely, hopefully. The beautiful picnic looking lovely, exactly, which yours was the best. And oh my gosh, that sandwich was so good. It was so good. Lots of champagne and sausage rolls were had. But the process of it, the chit chat, the the chatting with your kids, the having the tea, the the dogs at your feet. That's why we make the thing versus going to wait rows, grabbing the chicken, the the egg salad, throwing it in the car and heading off, right? You miss all of those little granular moments 
yes. in the process of yes. putting something together. And yes. I've talked about this a lot. And you and I have talked about this a lot. The media and advertising has been so against those moments. Yes. So against us being in the kitchen, spending, yes. I, I'm sure you spent hours, hours preparing that picnic. From yeah. the champagne to making the sausage rolls to getting this to packing the car to getting the kids ready, all the things. Yeah. And we're always told easy 30 minutes, do it in a flash, stress free, all these taglines, all this advertising. And it's like at the end of the day, no, no, doing it on your own because you love it. Yes. And because that's how you share your love with your friends and family. Yeah. is so important yeah so important. if that if that is something that moves you yeah and if it's exactly. not we're not telling you to do it <laughs> no and actually that may has made me think Simon and I had a row about about a sports day picnic because all, all, all the parents it was my daughter's final sports day at school all the parents had to bring something and so I put my name down to make some quiches to make sourdough well bring quiches bring sourdough and uh, chocolate brownies or something and Simon was like can't you just buy it and make life easy I was like no I think I made six quiches three loaves of sourdough and some chocolate biscuit bites and it was busy it was frantic I cooked for three days but my food was enjoyed and that made me happy that filled my heart because my food was enjoyed and I had put not blood, sweat and tears, but almost into it. And there had been a row. And I said, and he then turned around and said, that's the reason why I married you, because you don't just go to Waitrose and buy it. Because you put your love and everything into making it. Yeah, I might have cut a corner and I bought the pastry. <laughs> I didn't make the pastry from scratch because sometimes we do have to make life a little bit easier. But as much as I could, did was was you know homemade some of it homegrown and you know you know how I love my sourdough <laughs> so I wasn't going to buy three loaves of sourdough and I could make it absolutely I just restarted your starter by the way oh good, good. <laughs> it was in the fridge and I've just I've moved into it I don't know it feels like the millionth new home at this point and I have chicken stock on the stove right now. And I have my sourdough starter fed and, and hopefully bubbling away in a couple of hours. Perfect. And that is how I kind of turn the lights on to my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's the connection. Yeah. And you just going and buying all those things, you're not going to feel the same. And that's, it's so personal. And I think that we get turned around where we see all these like people kind of being funny or, oh, why wouldn't you do, just do this easier thing? And it's like, at the end of the day, you do it for yourself first and then you share it. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I don't know, I think it's, you know, my upbringing, mom made everything from scratch. My grandmother made everything from scratch. Um, I remember when I, I broke my shoulder and I couldn't cook that the hardest thing for the whole family was they had never had a ready meal. And so darling Simon went and bought ready meals and they wouldn't eat it because they just weren't used to the processed food because everything had been cooked from scratch. Mm -hmm. And it was real. what they were used to. 
that brings up something that I want to share with everyone listening as well, because there are so many people out in the world, yourself included, that that is their story, that you came from this and are holding the torch, so to speak. I'm the opposite. My mom worked full time and had me at 19 and never had even a glimmer of an opportunity to find any kind of joy in any of what we're talking about. She was trying to get through the day and raise three kids essentially by herself with not a ton of support. And my grandparents were older kids out of the house. They cooked a meal every night. They would bake a cake with me or do this or do that. So I got these little glimmers between them and Martha Stewart. I knew that I wanted that. And and I remember I did a sleepaway with a friend and his mom made muffins on Saturday morning. And I was like, is it Christmas? What's going on here? And the smell of that kitchen on a Saturday morning is burned into my brain forever. And so the reason I wanted to just highlight that is so many of us listening may not have had those really great examples. And that's why, thank God, we have so many amazing teachers, yourself included, that are out there sharing yeah. That you can do this for yourself, yes. for your family. And and you saying that is really important because we all have choices in life. And if we're not happy with how things are, we can change it. And you have, and I, and I have, I mean, I was at a stage, a crossroads as I started Ask Charlie, before I came up with the idea, I was just on the cusp of the idea. And things in our life were horrific I mean absolutely terrible and I said to a friend on the phone I've got three choices I sink I swim or I fly and I want to fly and I'm I'm not quite there but I'm working on it I'm working on it and one day I really will fly um I'm beginning to get my wings and get braver and get more courageous and do the things. But we have choices to turn things around. And if we don't want to have the processed food or uh, live in a mess, we can change it. If we want, if we feel that calling to to be a homemaker and to nurture and and do that, then you absolutely can. And I think that's what's exciting about today is we've got the opportunity to to make changes, to have the choices. And there's so much resource out there to learn and to teach yourself things if you haven't got somebody that that you know in your home, in your life to teach you. There's there's so many people out there teaching and sharing really great things which I think is really exciting and that's one of the huge positives about the internet and social media and people's blogs and websites and things that we've got so much um so many resources at our fingertips that are really easy easy to find and I go about my day listening to audiobooks listening to podcasts educating myself while I'm cleaning while I'm pushing a wheelbarrow mucking out while I'm walking the dogs and I find it fascinating learning and and making making positive changes in our lives I'm just currently listening to ultra processed people 
which is quite a fascinating um, book about uniprocessed food and and how that affects us. And it, it, yeah, it's really, really interesting. Um, I think everybody's story is slightly different. Everyone's backstory and calling is different, but um, I, I love the fact that you talk about wanting to be that nurturer, wanting to be that homemaker and making it making it okay for other people that are in a similar you know, position to you because there's not many guys out there talking about this stuff. And I really love you for, for being honest and being true to yourself and how you feel and sharing what, what you share um, or have shared in the past because you've been a bit quiet for a little while, haven't you? I have, I have. Well, when we, we met through obviously my podcast, which I did two seasons of, and I will be coming back. So that's an exciting announcement. I haven't told anyone that yet, but I am burning with ideas and things to share. I literally have, this is my morning notebook that I just put together of all my ideas and things. And just, I have so much to share now because um, through a series of events, I became a chef for a client and then became what's known as an estate manager. And I didn't even know that was a job. And I don't think you did either until I told you. And basically my job was to do and coordinate and manage everything that we love. Yeah. (laughs) From laundering to entertaining to decor to supplies to efficiencies special events all that kind of stuff and so I was away for two years doing that and now I'm back and I'm on a professional break yeah sort of collecting myself again really um trying to divert all of that attention and energy back into my family, my husband and my dogs and my friends and all of that. And it's feeling amazing. I, I I can feel that you're bursting with ideas. And I think sometimes it's, it's, you know, you've had a really, really, really full on job, but when you, when you share online and you, take a step out of it for a moment all of those you know you have got so many ideas and and I can't wait to see what you do with them because um yeah I think your job was um what am I trying to say I'm trying to think of the right words there were so many aspects of it that you had to be super creative and now you can um it's it's given you the skills to share even more wonderful things with everybody. I think is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. And there's there's things that I was doing in my studio apartment that I did at work. Yeah. And there were things there. So point being is like the things that I've tried and tested have proven to work in an 800 square foot studio apartment with no, you know, proper bedroom to larger properties etc and I've been able to kind of practice and refine certain not certain like everything basically that you could think of and so it gives me the confidence 
to yeah. sit in any space and and really feel that what I'm sharing is is gonna work yeah. and is tested and true. And that's just so incredibly important to me because there are there's a lot of noise out there, as we all know. Yeah. And I did not want to be a part of the noise. Mm-hmm. And so when I didn't think I was good enough, I I didn't do it. After I went to culinary school, my husband was like, okay, it's time to get a manager again and like get back out there and do this and do that. And I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I I knew that I needed to learn more because I want, I want to be the biggest resource in the world that everybody goes to for all things home and life. That's what I want. And, and the reason I say the biggest is because I want to influence as many people as possible because I believe in our message when I say our because you and I are aligned on so many things I I know that I've done the work yes able to stand on a strong foundation yeah Yeah. because I hope that in the future it's going to be huge it's going to be big things and I don't want to be in a place of fear yes and I completely and utterly hear you and I think that's why I said I'm not flying yet because I like I've I've always done the stuff like I I wish I'd started as Charlie when the when the children like but before I even had the babies there's so much that I want to share could have shared and what I was doing was just everyday stuff but it's quite hard to build something when like I'm quite a nervous, I was very nervous. I was very underconfident. I didn't know what a hashtag was. I had no idea what I was doing on the business side of things. I knew, like I didn't have a strong belief in myself to be really like passionate and only through people's response to what I'm doing is love on the whole it's lovely <laughs> just get some negative comments um it you know it's taken me a long time to get where i am today confidence wise to share my message and to you know i i thought about having a podcast for 3 years before i dared even go for it because i was too scared of 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 the reaction of of doing it and that has held me back massively so I think you know you having this time out and having um worked in the way that you have running uh you know being an estate manager and running and all that that entails and 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 running that massive responsibility and massive job it's a brilliant foundation for you to launch and go forward with confidence, knowing and holding your head up high. I'm blooming good and I can do this. Mm-hmm. Whereas I am still <laughs> a little bit like, ooh, <laughs> a bit timid. Don't really want to say boo to a goose. You, <laughs> um, will, you will totally get there. <laughs> but it's, it takes time. And um, I've I've had to do it slowly, 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 because that's what I felt safe doing. Um. Yeah, I mean, I never watched a YouTube video until I started to chat my YouTube channel, so I had no idea what what I was doing. It's taken it's taken a while, <laughs> but 
five years in, we're getting there. Well, and I can tell you're still, you're enjoying the process and that's the most important part. I love it. It's so important that you enjoy what you do. Absolutely. And as you go through the motions and learn, okay, now I understand a podcast. If you get the opportunity to have somebody else produce a podcast, you have a, you have a foundation, you know? And I think that, like I said, the foundation gives you confidence. And so we're talking about the business of sharing this information, but to the listeners out there that are saying, well, how do I fit in? I'm thinking of the moment, literally two days ago, I had just moved here a week ago had four friends stay overnight oh my goodness not not overnight for like overnight for like four days and uh it was Sunday morning and I had planned to make a quiche funnily enough you say that and I did not have time to make my own pastry and I didn't have time to go to the store to make pastry so it's like we're doing a crustless quiche and I sat there in my slippers with my coffee while my friends were having champagne and I put together a crustless quiche in the most beautiful pan that I love that I got at this antique store. And I put it in the oven, da 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 da. The house smelled amazing. I got it right out at the perfect time. It's cooling on the rack. And I was so unbothered. I, I did it. It was like I was sleepwalking. And trust me, the first. 40 quiches did not feel like that (laughs) no no, they didn't and it is it is practice and it's getting used to doing these things and it becoming becoming like the normal like the first time you cook a Sunday roast you've got pots and pans everywhere and you're you know in a spin and in a flat but by the time you've cooked you know five Sunday roasts it's a breeze and when you cook the most Sundays throughout the year for like 15 years you can do it totally in your sleep while you're reading the papers and doing a whole load of other things because it becomes normal it's 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 habit it's what you're used to but the first time you do anything it's terrifying and I would say to all of you that are listening that are in that first few times just please hear the words give yourself some grace We have all sat at the trash can with the pastry that was too dry to roll out in tears saying, I'm never doing this again. And then you do. And you just have a giggle. Yeah. Have a giggle. And don't take it too seriously when things go wrong or beat yourself up. I, I had a sourdough disaster two days ago. I made a loaf. I put it in the oven. So I use our Arga, for those of you that don't know, it's it's on the whole time, but ours goes into a night setting. And the the control panel for it had, there had been a power cut, so it had gone into some weird mode and the temperature was wrong and it didn't rise. And it was, I had to throw it away. It wouldn't oh, no. even make breadcrumbs. It was a disaster anyone that makes sourdough you know by the time you've fed it and started it and stretched and folded it three times and let it rest overnight on the counter and then prepared it and put it in the batten in the fridge and then got it out and scored it beautifully I spent half an hour scoring it and then it went in the bin and you know you learn (laughs) won't be doing that again 
though. <laughs> Might be hitting an oven thermometer just in case. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it happens that our disasters, things do go wrong. And it's learning how to react as well, I think, which is really important. Something came up for me. I'm very, I'm starting to become so protective over words because there's just so many words out there. And actually I have this, he's a colleague. He's a, he's this kid that I met when he was 16 on Instagram and he just loves all the stuff that I love. And he has been following me forever. He knows every paint color in my house. Like I literally had to ask you, him. We, like, what? We've talked about him. We've talked to Seth. We've, we've talked yeah. about Seth. He's amazing. Yeah. So shout out to Seth. Um, and he just, he and I were just texting this morning. He said, oh, I'm doing my trial runs for my Thanksgiving table. And he was doing like navy and orange. And I was like, oh, I really love that that color combo for Thanksgiving. Like that's so like preppy and fun. And he said, yeah, it's an inspiration from the Thanksgiving table you did in New York 10 years ago. And I was like, I did? And he sent me the picture of the Instagram or of the video or whatever it was. And it said, stress-free Thanksgiving table. And I said, that's so funny. I said, Seth, I would never say that again. I would never say that. I do not want to lie to people. And I also don't want to set us up for this expectation that everything is going to be just like, you know, oh, I'm just having my champagne and it's all easy. Because that's not true. It's not true. One of the things that I've really honed in on is perfect doesn't move. Yeah. So we can do any, you could look at something that's perfect, like, a, like, let's just say like, there's a lot of stuff about the models these days, like from the nineties, like the photograph is like perfect. But if you would have like moved the camera a little bit over here, like she would have had a double chin or if, or if the crop would have been whatever, you would have seen that the shoe was wrong or, or the drawer, you organize the perfect drawer and then your friend puts the wrong thing in the wrong place. It's now not perfect. Yeah. And perfect is not realistic. It's not. So it's like my message is stop trying for perfect. Go for excellence. When I open a drawer, there is excellence there. There might be one thing out of place. There might be three things out of place. But my intention and the way I set it up is at a level of excellence because I I care. Yes. I love that. I'm in the middle of teaching my Christmas course and it is about trying to make Christmas less stressful by doing little things throughout November and just getting organized and the the things that you can get ahead on because I Christmas used to be hell for me. Three tiny children, me trying to be a people pleaser, trying to do all the things, trying for everything to be perfect. I would literally want to want to dig a hole and and hide and run away and cry because it was so stressful and such a nightmare. So I now teach how to make Christmas more manageable by getting ahead and doing the things that you can do. So actually maybe you can play a game of Monopoly and you can sit down and have a glass of champagne and you can enjoy it rather than running around like a mad thing, trying to please everybody, keep everybody happy and do all the stuff. Like I never want to peel a potato on Christmas morning ever again. 
I take them out. Of, I literally open the freezer on Christmas Eve and I take the potatoes out. I take the red cabbage out. I take the gravy out. I take the bread sauce out. I put it all on the counter to defrost and then I reheat it. And that to me is enjoyable. Whereas trying to do all the things on the day is hellish and be a nice person. <laughs> the organization of that is giving yourself the gift of freedom. Yeah. Really enjoy that. Yeah. 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 It's and funny I, you I say that. Oh, go ahead. I, I decided after a couple of hellish Christmases that I had to make life easier for myself. So before the kids broke out for Christmas, all their all the presents were wrapped. I did as much as I possibly could do in advance. So we could go ice skating or we could go to um you know the um pantomime or a carol concert or whatever without me feeling like a rabbit in the headlights because that feeling as a homemaker and a nurturer of a rabbit in the headlights is not a good place to be in. It at that time of year it's 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 bad and that's when you become the sort of shouty shrieking mother which nobody nobody wants tensions can run high at Christmas um anyway and so but just by putting in a little bit of groundwork before makes it so much better that was literally my whole job when I was working is anticipating and if you are someone that is it's just simple to say the homemaker of the house yeah. So just go. Hope I hope you all can go with that and and be okay. Uh, if you're the homemaker, your in your natural brain and heart and soul are going to anticipate. Yes. But often we don't give ourselves that time and space. Yeah. To do that to get organized. Yeah. So something I literally worked on this morning was I want to create, and you're so good at this, and you gave me your meal planning guide and yeah. things like that, which I love. I want to do like a daily, monthly, weekly kind of list. And just some of the silly, some of the things I wrote, like it was actually so sweet. Matt and I were um, driving home from dinner last night, and it's just been a whirlwind of visitors and guests and friends. And he said, babe, I really just... I want to be at home. I want to have like good food. I want it to be calm. I want to have lots of nights by the fire. And so he almost never says stuff like that. I, I don't usually ever get any kind of direction, but I was like, oh, cool. Okay. So that's going to be the vibe and the tone of the week. So like, how can I support that vibe? What am I going to do to like make that happen? And yeah. I kind of categorized it like food, friends, like, Blah, blah, blah. like is there an element of surprise I can put in there because this is what I used to do at work and really planning with intention your week and then yeah. taking that to your day and how is my yeah. day going to reflect that and obviously anyone who's you know working a very demanding full-time job you might be able to do two things on the list and I might be able to do 10 because yeah. I'm not Currently it looks different moment. for everybody. And I'm often teaching people to just take a little bit of time on a Sunday just to sit down and plan the week. And Simon and I always sit down on a Sunday and we go through our diaries. We work out who's going to be where, what's happening. And then I know what meals I have to cook, who's where, what's happening. 
And it just makes life so much easier. And if I have a busy day and I've got meetings or I'm here, there and everywhere, I know that there's something in the freezer that I can just pull out and we all have a good meal because it's really important to try and create a lovely feeling in your home of of, of homeliness of that for me is the most important thing as you said Matt just wants to come home be cozy eat good food it's got to feel like it's a safe place home and I think by it being calm and you taking some time to plan how it's going to be and how it's going to feel makes it so much better whereas if you're jumping from one thing to another and you're rushing here and you're rushing there and you're juggling a whole load of stuff it's going to be stressful because you're stressed and then everybody else in your home is going to pick up on that vibe and that's not great no you you can't fake that you can't fake that and and that's really just the piece of being proactive and not being reactive yeah and that's challenging in a professional setting because I can't control that. Yeah. You know. And I think but... the irony for me is actually I'm less organized now than I was before starting Ask Charlie because I wasn't working so much. I was I did I did have a business, but it was very part-time, whereas now what I'm doing is very full-time. And I've had to let some things go. You know, it's not there might be you know I might just have to close the door on some dust I might have to not vacuum every single day I might have to get a get a window cleaner to clean the windows you know you have to work out what your priorities are and for me everybody being happy well fed and the bathrooms being clean and the kitchen clean is my priority and I do my best but some things have to give and that's okay. Well, that's just called delegation. Yeah. And what's interesting is on the other side of my little notebook that I have here is I, and I said this in my podcast, I said, because I also want to fly. I said, when my life gets busier, yeah. the home piece is still my responsibility. Yeah. Now my job was, very intense and I had to let a lot of things go and I remember I was actually in a therapy session with my friend Jesse and one of the things that we came up with was I needed to hire a house housekeeper yeah because I had moved and because Matt hadn't hired a housekeeper so it's like yes. the things that need to happen aren't happening I yeah. am you I'm can't do it all overwhelmed and I got a housekeeper the next day. I got a whole team in there. And it was like, oh my God, I feel like my world isn't spinning anymore. Yeah. And one of the things that I'm working on, because again, in a when you when you do this for an actual job that you're getting paid for, yeah. it's so it's it's imperative that every piece of the puzzle is filled. Yes. And I Absolutely. think that in our day-to-day lives as couples, as families we're we're often just reacting to oh the remote batteries are out oh we don't even have batteries the right like it could be anything yeah yeah you go to grab the last sparkling water and no one no one has any intention of going to the market you know or or whatever or, or did the dog get their pill 
or we, you know, it could be anything. Yeah. Did the, did the car get its maintenance? Whatever. And so really being intentional and doing that on purpose is life-changing because you can answer so many questions of who's responsible. Yeah. Literally, I had like three packages sitting by the front door. Yeah. And it's my job to do the packages. Yeah. So, and and I have, I'm going to get to the point where that's literally all written down so that there's no question. Yes. And I think when Saves you're you. in a relationship, it's really important that you know your different roles because when Simon and I first met, he'd been a bachelor for years and he was very set in his ways and he did, he didn't really change. <laughs> and then three children came along and he didn't really change. He didn't really do anything. Um, I did have some help, but he didn't lift a finger. And then things have had to evolve and things have had to change. And he now has taken on so many different things, which makes life easier. But it's, it is how it should have been. Um, and if I'd met somebody and married somebody my own age and we were of a level pegging, I suppose, it would have just happened. But because Simon had... Um, he had a housekeeper just to look after him. And so he wasn't doing, he wasn't washing his clothes. He wasn't changing his bed. He wasn't doing all of those things for himself. So why would he suddenly start doing them once we got married? He didn't. It was just me that did them. And then it got to the stage where, you know, there were a few little arguments about the whole thing. And now actually we know our roles and he does lots of things and he's very hands-on and he's very involved and it's become a really kind of great teamwork and teamwork is really important and it's important to communicate and explain what what you expect from one another because I, I wasn't overly happy with me doing everything and he then understood that and he saw it and it was fine and we worked out this 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 new shift and it's great. And it's been great for years. But do you know, you know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. But I, I also think that a lot of people do go into a partnership or even a roommate situation where that conversation has never happened because people never thought about it. Yes. And I think if you are the homemaker and the nurturer, often that can be taken completely advantage. You know, people will take advantage of that, which I, which my husband did without realizing you know, he didn't even change a light bulb. Well, I, there's another quote that I live by. If you permit it, you promote it. Yes, exactly. And so it's kind of, there's two yep. ways, of, there's two sides of the street. I mean, if you're always doing the light bulbs, then why on earth? He doesn't have free time to be like, oh, I should change that light bulb. No. Like, it's just, they it's don't done. see it. No. I mean, it's like my husband didn't know how to cook anything at all what like, did not know how to boil water until I started working full-time and now he knows how to cook and it was so funny because he just thought that I was buying stuff to buy stuff and then all of a sudden he's on the New York Times making all these recipes and every single thing that he's ever needed or looked for is all there organized exactly the way it should be but it's just funny because he would never see that because it didn't apply to him no because he didn't but do same that. Same thing with Simon. It's like, well, if if this has never in my whole adult life been a thing, yeah. why would it be now? Yeah. And again, it's like, 
And I'm sure in that conversation, once he really understood where you were coming from, he was like, oh, no problem. I'll, I'll change the light bulb. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I mean, wow, yeah, that was loves, easy. He loves doing a food shop. So I'll just give him a list and he'll go and do it. Is that not the most brilliant and thing ever? It is brilliant. It is so brilliant. And he's really involved with the children and he will, do you know, he'll go and muck out the horses to save me time so I can cook. You know, he is helping and supporting. But exactly as you say, if you don't, if you, if you permit it and, and you do all the stuff and don't ask for help, then they're not going to help because they just, no. it just happens automatically. But then yeah. you get to a stage where you start resenting it because if you are working full time, you cannot do it all, can you? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, and I think that as people that live in what I would say is an elevated way, like a very intentional way, people that want to live well, whatever yeah. that means to you, there's going to be a list of 50 things that need to happen in your life from doctor's appointments to pet care to home supplies medic whatever social laundry. calendar yes. all laundry all of that all these things need to happen so if you're someone that works full-time and can afford to put some things on the delegation list and then keep the things that you love i love laundry do not touch my laundry i love laundry I love my iron, leave me alone. Like, absolutely not. Do, do not just like throw a load in. Like, I'm like yeah. there's no throwing a load in. Like so everything has a moment. I'm the only one that uses the washing machine in this house. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish I could put like a thumbprint. <laughs> Check. <laughs> it's me. It's me. Exactly. Somebody on TikTok said, um, don't people like you have um, slaves? actually was the word the exact term she used don't people like you have slaves because because of the way I speak because of my voice she assumed that I was posh and had staff <laughs> like no 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 it's me it's oh. me that does the cleaning it's me that does the cooking it's me that does the laundry but yes it is important to delegate and and I do I do have a little bit of help actually I outsource the ironing of the B&B sheets and I do have a bit of help with the housework now because I simply cannot do it all and you have to you have to work out what is the best use of your time and do you want to spend you know for me it's an entire day to clean this house top to bottom is that a good use of my time once a week no mm -hmm. it's actually not I need to be focusing on on the other things that I need to do in in, in my life it, it's um, so funny to hear that because for for a once in my life at this moment, the way that everything's shaken out, I was actually talking to this woman that we've worked with year for years. We're living in Palm Springs now and I've hired her. She's a friend. She works for a friend of mine. And I was like, Oh, how much would it be to clean this house? And she told me, and I was like, you know what? I'd rather just do it at this point. Like yeah. I'm actually happy to do it Yeah, and I'll do it. Great. Yeah. And the moment that things get busy and I'm actually going to audition for a show and blah, 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 like if all that happens, then here, call her up. Yeah. And I think that understanding that there's an ebb and flow to all of our lives and there our needs are going to change all the time yeah. and yeah. just having yeah. grace and being like unbothered by it, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm exactly. busy. You're doing Ask Charlie. Things are busy. You're doing this. You're doing that. Okay, great. I have help now. Yeah. Maybe you decided to I don't to have help at this. the moment with the horses on a daily basis. Um, and so I'm now spending two hours a day doing horse stuff, which I wasn't doing before. So I can't do that, the cleaning and the business. So something has to give. And it's just working out, you know, what the priorities are at the time. Well, I think that all of us being honest about that and, and really, again, just communicating and, and really just being doing those things on purpose. It, it's kind of like you can either let things happen to you. Yes. Or you can manage them. Yeah. And things change all the time. Nothing stays constant. I was talking to a friend earlier and she's got a baby who suddenly stopped sleeping so well at night. And I said, well, maybe you need to reduce the sleep time during the day. And she was like, oh, now we're having this conversation. It makes total sense. But I hadn't, you know, and sometimes when you're in a situation you can't see the bigger picture. You need to take a step back out of your life and think, hang on, something's not working. Something's not right. Something needs changing and, and make that change. And sometimes it takes having a conversation with a friend or could be a therapist or whatever it is just to say, this isn't working. What am I going to do about it? And she just happened to say, you know, the baby's waking up at 4, 5 a.m. every day. And I'm like, well, maybe you need to look at, at shifting the routine because everything changes with a baby as it grows. It needs less sleep, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, so everything is changing and needs needs um, adjusting and tweaking as you go along. <laughs> that reminds me of this funny time when I, if you guys listen to my podcast, you'll, one of them, I uh, talk about, finding Elena who connected us yeah. or who we met through essentially and a piece she said of... your podcast yes how I found you. oh right 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 yeah. and so the podcast that I did with her I talked about just again kind of like my realization of being the homemaker and taking a lot of pride in that and being okay with that and and just really understanding that role and going deeply into that one of these silly things that Matt and I did was uh, I cook and he cleans. Yeah. Not the house, just just the, the dishes. The dishes, yeah. And so he would drive an hour each way to work and he'd come home and there'd be a beautiful meal and this and that. And he'd have his dinner and then I would sit on the couch and he would wash the dishes. <laughs> and we did that forever. And what's funny is I'm actually better at washing the dishes and I put everything away where it belongs and all these things. And so in kind of defining the roles, I realized that doesn't work for us anymore. It yeah. doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. And I, I personally don't think it's fair to him. I think that I would prefer him to decompress fully and really enjoy some downtime at home. Yeah. And I'm happy to do the dishes. And that's my personal. We do that sometimes, for yeah. sure. Either or. But yeah. just this silly thing that's like, oh, well, this is just always the way we did it. Yes. That doesn't mean you always have to do it that way forever. Exactly. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. I, I see exactly where you're going with that. And it, yeah, it is good. That, it is good to change things up. And we all need to. It's a 
bit like, you know, relationships can get a bit stale and a bit stuck in a rut. I mean, I've been feeling, we were talking before we press record, I've been feeling, you know, just a bit frumpy recently and and just a bit stuck in a rut in 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 how I feel about myself. And it's important just actually to to change things up and to have a conversation and maybe look at why and and be honest about how you're feeling. And yeah, I just I think sometimes life can get quite mundane and quite boring and you just throw on the same clothes and you do the same stuff and you see the same people. And sometimes you just need a little bit of a shake up and a, a bit of an adjustment, a bit of a reevaluation and an honest conversation and, so and move important. positively. Absolutely. It's so, so, so important. And I'm in a situation in my life where I turned our lives upside down two years ago and now our, we turned our lives upside down two years later and we're just trying to figure out where these cards are going to fall. And I'm, I'm grateful because Matt gives me a lot of grace and I feel like I give him a lot of grace as well. But it's so important to, to make sure that you know, you find yourself on, on the same page more often than you're not yes. in all the categories, you yeah. know? Yeah. I would never really use the word balance because I don't know if that exists. <laughs> I think it does, but sometimes the scales can be tipped slightly more one way than the other way. And so I, I like to think actually of, of a pair of like old fashioned scales and, you know, sometimes that's one's a bit higher than the other and it's that's true that's yeah. true and and having grace with the one scale that might look more appealing than the other yes definitely so Very I'm always important. saying please do things with a gracious heart you might not necessarily want to tidy your bedroom and do this job or whatever but just do it with a gracious heart because it will be so much less painful than doing it with a bad attitude I had my favorite housekeeper. Her name is Lady, L-E-I-D-I. She's from Brazil. And I, I knew that I didn't know enough about cleaning. And so I hired her. She was she had retired from, uh, from everyone. And I hired her to teach me. And Go one ahead. of the things that she said is, Theodore... I put love in everything that I do. It's the most important part. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell you, after she would come to our house, it you could have put it in a magazine. Yeah. You've never seen a cleaner house in your life. Because she took you, pride and oh. love. That's taken me right back to my childhood. We had a lady who was our housekeeper. So I spent from when I was born until I was 16 in a large Georgian old directory and it was a big big house and mum had this lovely lady she was called Gwen but we used to sort of joke and call her grandma three because she was completely part of the family and Gwen and her husband Ernie um, he used to Gwen didn't drive so Ernie drove her and they were just so lovely and she did everything with so much love and so much care and so much attention and I used to you know if mum wasn't around she would look after us while she was cleaning and I think that's where my real love for homemaking actually came from Gwen all those years ago just watching her polish the silver and polish the furniture and poof the cushions up and 
clean the windows and make a bed beautifully. Everything she did, she did to the highest level. I kind of want to listen to a meditation of you saying that sentence. <laughs> I just, I got taken away to the best oh, place. No, I, she was just, it, you know, you're talking about lady just took me right back to my childhood and watching Gwen do all these things. I mean, mum was really hands-on. Mum was much more in the kitchen, cooking, um, being a very, you know, very hands-on parent and, and gardening was her passion. So she grew all the veg and all the flowers and the garden was actually open to the public to come and look around. And she used to do afternoon teas with, um, you know, a jazz quartet playing in the garden. And it was, yeah, it was, it was lovely, kind of magical. And then everything went horribly wrong. <laughs> but mum was, yes. mum used to put on a big smile and pretend everything was fine, but behind closed doors it wasn't it wasn't so great but anyway that's not a story for today well when I come visit you for with my grandmother I, yes, wanna, I can't wait we in the spring play some I jazz have. in the garden in the garden yes I'll get the children to play <laughs> perfect perfect I love it well, oh, we'll yeah, talk about it later but I'm actually I am going to travel your way in a bit so we'll talk about good later. I can't wait you know it's um there's always a bed for you here Yay. thank you so much for having this conversation with me it's just it's been lovely I hope I hope everyone listening has enjoyed us chatting maybe we should make this a slightly more regular thing than I can't remember the last time we chatted on a podcast it was a long time ago oh absolutely as I as I say at work it would be my pleasure oh thank you darling thank you it's just gorgeous to see you and um Thank you very much. And I'm going to leave your podcast linked down below so people can go and, and listen to um, to that, that, uh, you know, the back episodes. But it's all, you know, relevant, uh, relevant stuff. You know, I, I often find myself going back and listening to an episode. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah. Particularly talking about copper. I don't know why that string springs to mind. I've been thinking about you and copper today. <laughs> You love a copper. <laughs> Way too much copper. If you love copper, you better love polishing. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, true. darling, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I would be really grateful if you are enjoying my podcast. If you would just take a moment to hit the subscribe button, it helps other people know that we exist. And I would be so grateful of that and leave me a review. The more subscribers we have, the more episodes I can put on for you. So please just take a moment and hit the subscribe button.